Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Skin care, hair care, nail care, oral care. These are all like care industries that do an amazing job of explaining to consumers, like whilst they're young, but at any age, like you and me, a little bit each day goes a long way. So this is not like a drastic plaster for a problem. This is like, if I want my skin to not wrinkle when I'm older, I apply moisturizer every day. That self-care element is really the way to solve like a lot of these issues and certainly to slow down some of those problems. So if they exist for your skin, your teeth, your nail, your hair, where's your brain? Welcome to the Not Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, recovering perfectionist and author of the best-selling book and mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect. This show explores how we can live the most free, wild, joyful, and flexible life possible. I interview world thought leaders across the fields of soul, science, psychology, medicine, and anything else that enriches the human experience to shift perspectives, create the life you want, and provide a much-needed pause from the busy world around us. If you listen to the show, please rate and comment as that truly helps. But let's get started. Hello, everyone. My guest this week is someone who has just got such brilliant energy from the moment I met him. He fills a room and he is a serial entrepreneur, totally fascinating because his life is focused on how he can improve brain care. And what I love is the nuance to this because often we think, oh, mental health, brain care, surely the same thing. But what you'll find out from Dan is actually they are slightly different and it takes this conversation in a totally new way. And when I hear him speak, I go, oh, that makes so much sense. What is a quote you return to often and why? There are so many quotes I love, but the number one quote for me of all time is by a guy called Alvin Toffler, who was a futurist in like the 1950s. And he said, the illiterate of the 21st century won't be those who can't read and write. There'll be those who can't learn, unlearn and relearn. And I love it in every kind of way because I'm big into growth mindset. I'm big into neuroplasticity. Of course, like that's also part of, of brain care and, and keeping a healthy mind. And I just think that, that that quote just has everything in it. It's not it's not just about those things. It's also about society. It's become completely true. We are moving through technological innovations so fast every decade. You kind of have to relearn everything that you were using before. It involves all the stress that we feel from those things as well. I just think there's so much to unpack into it. So, yeah, that's my favorite quote. Wow. Thank you for starting with such a great note. And I can't wait to dive into that further. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently and why? Well, a life lesson I've been reminded of recently is pace. You know, you can't do everything at 100%. And I constantly do forget that. Even though I'm so into balance and everything else, like I am naturally just a very energetic person. And it takes conscious effort for me to calm myself down and remember that I need to take a break and 
not exercise every day even if I don't feel like it because someone on Instagram tells me that that's like the right mindset and all this stuff it really I take some good talking down off the cliff by myself so I think that that's a lesson I learned recently and um, similar to you I had the second second vaccine and, and actually like almost the opposite which is I, I felt fine from my second vaccine and I went straight into doing loads of exercise and then I read these blog posts about these people that were in the same state as me doing loads of exercise and they've had like completely ruined their their hearts and the heart rate uh, variability has gone crazy since because um, whether you feel it or not, you've still had coronavirus injected inside you one way or another. So your body's fighting a battle. And so um, there was a really good moment for me because I, I read that and I was like, well, I need to stop just because I feel good doesn't mean I, I am good. There's a war going on inside my body. I need to respect that. So I just stopped for a whole week, did nothing. And it was I'm glad because I haven't had any repercussions. But, you know, I know that some people have. Oh, I didn't even know that. And that makes total sense. And I love Mm. being reminded of the power of rest, because I think we're always reminded of the power of working. And actually, rest can often be the best way to move forward. Yeah, I mean, on that on that note, one of the books I buy everyone in the team when they join Heights is a book called Rest. Um, And it's awesome if you haven't read it by a guy called Alex Sujung Kim Pang bit of a mouthful but I've practiced that a few times and um yeah he's a penguin author so it's just a book called rest by penguin but it's so 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 good all about the history of rest in our culture and stuff but then also the science of it as well so what happens in your default mode now well what's going on in the brain why it's so evidence-based that the only way to succeed is with the right amount of rest and literally ever since I read that book I've become like the biggest fan of naps I encourage everyone in the team to have naps all the time like it's just it's awesome Oh, love that. We'll we'll put a link to the in the show notes to that book because that sounds like a good one for all of us. How do you define happiness? So Eckhart Tolle has this great bit in I'm pretty sure it's the power of now where he's talking about, you know, if you make a million pounds, you want two million pounds. If you make 10 million pounds, you want 100 million pounds, etc, etc. Because the problem is, you're obsessed with wanting. So having is irrelevant, because your mindset is entirely focused on wanting. So the way that I think about happiness entirely and what I try my best to train myself to do is is to be content, grateful, completely satisfied with what I currently have, irrelevant of whether what I currently have is objectively good or bad in that moment. So if I'm sick, if I'm happy, like if if things are going well, if things are going badly, is, you know, for me, the awareness of the reality the, that reality is also 90% in my mind and not necessarily mm. like the reality of the world. That for me is happiness. So, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of myself as well when I'm able to call out my emotions like that. You know, I li- literally when I'm woe is me, when it's an automatic reaction that obviously we all have, but when that happens to me, there's an awareness trigger that happens and says this is not a necessary feeling. Or sometimes I say this is a necessary feeling and it's okay that I feel that way. But one way or another, for me, the definition of happiness is like the awareness to control that. Wow. Love that. Uh, What an insightful definition of happiness. Thank you very much for that. What's your definition of happiness, Poppy? Oh, well, it changes often. But I usually go back to the idea that happiness is flexible. So this idea that happiness is moldable, changeable, and also something that is the the opposite of static and still and that then reassures me when I'm kind of going through a challenge that happiness hasn't disappeared it's just changed shape 
And we can kind of like always go back to a sense of equilibrium where it's a sense of kind of self-appreciation and self-trust, which then gives Mm. us this feeling of happiness. Amazing. Love that. So you are the founder of Heights. And in my uh, daily routine, one of the supplements I take is Dan's supplement because he has spent years and he's got the most incredible team of experts that have really looked into what we actually need to look after our brain from a supplementation point of view. So first of all, a big thank you because you're looking after my mind, uh, my brain. And on that kind of confusing point where I've like muddled up brain and mind, I'm going to ask you, why is this a brain care company? Why is this not a supplement for your mind Mm. company? What are the difference? And you make a real point of the difference. Yeah, I do. And actually, it's really funny because my uh, e- even my wife the other day was sending me screenshots of, you know, what a supplement company is doing. And like, this is like, you know, the way they position this. And I'm like, that's great, but we're not a supplement company. So and, you know, it's like, even internally to my wife, I'm very, very focused on we're not a supplement company. Therefore, we wouldn't say something like this. And one of the reasons is going really high level for a starter, the supplement industry has a terrible and worthwhile reputation because there is a legal loophole that enables people to basically make a marketing claim for the power of the supplement um, or the power of the nutrient or the vitamin, whatever's inside it. And that can be way off the scientific dosage. That is just an industry-wide, globally acceptable way that they all do it. And the example that I like to give people, because I feel like they're so big, it's non-offensive, is seven Cs, right? Because everyone's parents give them seven Cs omega-3 oil when they're younger and all this stuff. And seven Cs put in 45 milligrams of of omega-3 oil in their number one best-selling product in the world. But the recommended dose, according to science, is 250 milligrams. So you would need to take that product for six days in a row. So almost a whole week just to get one day's worth of what science says is actually the impact. But because of the way the industry is set up, they're allowed to make the same claim. So if you are a company like we are that puts in only the scientific dosage, we can't make any greater claim to its impact on your heart, your brain or anything, then they can. But we've literally put in, well, more than six times, but regardless, we've put in the scientific dosage. Mm. And one way or another, they then compete on price because they're putting in so much less. So suddenly, you know, you're paying 15 pounds a month for their product. And this is one of the the issues that really perpetuates in supplements, which is that most people think that supplements are cheap. So why why are some expensive? It doesn't make any sense. And it's usually because the expensive ones are actually following the science and actually putting in the right amounts and the ones that aren't are putting in the marketing amounts. So this stuff winds me up because it's an industry-wide issue. And when people say supplements don't work and they're shit, it's usually the truth there's usually the truth is like usually the ones that they bought often like from boots or holland and barrett like where price is a big factor sadly it's mostly a scam and it's like a globally globally acceptable thing and more importantly they're all legally obliged to tell you this so all of this information is on your supplements there's an asterisk on the front and on the back of these packs that most people just throw away quickly all the information is there they have to tell you what the actual it's called nrv but means rda really they have to tell you what the scientific amount is and how much lower theirs is, but no one reads it. So that's kind of a caveat, right? So for me, it's like, we do make a supplement that is our key product. I really believe in supplements. I really believe in nutritional quality, but it's complicated because supplement industry is cheeky as hell and have exploited a loophole for years and it happens globally. So that's like one distinction why we're like, I'd like to position us differently. Then secondly, it's because, our roadmap as a company is entirely based on how to help you take care of your brain. 
So the interesting low-hanging fruit that no one knows about whatsoever is the impact on nutrition and supplementation for mental health. Most of the things that we know to be good for mental health, broadly speaking, therapy, introspection, meditation, connections with other people. These are all things we've all heard a billion times over. We know them to be true. Putting them into practice, obviously much harder. You know, healthy relationship with yourself, healthy relationship with other people, sure. But we never hear about actually the impact of nutrition for your mental health. It just doesn't come up. The weird thing is it's completely scientifically proven. Like so many of these nutrients are so obvious if you're in the space. This is the thing. They're so obvious if you are a nutritionist or a dietitian, but they're not obvious to a doctor. You know, doctors don't get trained in nutrition and neither do obviously psychologists or neuroscientists. So it's usually with it, like if you go neuroscience, for example, it's usually someone that takes a specialism or will do something like neuropharmacology or something. Mm. So the obvious, really exciting place to start is to create nutritional supplements that are the highest quality that will feed your brain what it needs to thrive because that's the fastest way to actually help people feel an impact. It'll help us sleep with energy, brain fog, but also like long-term cognitive decline. And the reason for this is because our brains are organs. So it's not a question, it's not an opinion of whether these things are scientifically um, the makeup of these organs. Like our brains are 60% fat, 90% of that fat is a single compound, which is DHA omega-3. So just that one nutrient, let's just say that the brain is 60% fat, 90% is the omega-3 DHA, makes sense that we have a lot of it because it's a building block of our brain. So all we're really doing is following the logical science of healthy brain, healthier mind. Um, your hero, and I learned birthday twin, um, Dr. Daniel Arman, says there is it is impossible to have good brain health without good mental health. So it's like literally the two things are so interconnected. Totally, and this is what... I just, it was, it was kind of like when someone puts a bucket of cold water over you and you're like, oh my God, I'm awake because what, and you shared your story and I'd love for you to tell everyone about it, but sometimes we misdiagnose our anxiety or our stress as thinking that there's something wrong with us when actually our brain is just screaming out for a nutrient that it isn't getting. And in a way that just feels so much easier. Like the mind can be so confusing. Like, why am I stressed? Why am I feeling anxious? Is it because of this? Is it because of this? Is it because of this? And I just love this beautiful first approach, which is, hold on a minute. Do I even have the nutrients for my brain to even be working okay right now? So if you could share your story, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the reason that I even learned this in the first place was like most people, I was oblivious to it. So I one day got insomnia and really chronic anxiety and it came out of nowhere. So I was objectively really happy, really healthy. Like I've said to you, you know, I'm a very glass half full kind of guy. So, you know, work on my mindset, work on the things that make me happy. I love animals. I've got cats, like all this stuff. I'm, like, I'm a joyous kind of person. But suddenly I just was extremely anxious. Then I couldn't sleep. And when I say couldn't sleep, I had literally had insomnia for six months. Mm. So I just, one day I didn't go to sleep and then it happened the next night and the next night. And at the end of the week, I was obviously like, you know, feeling terrible. Mm. Then it creates like even more anxiety in the day. So anyway, it's a, like, a real perpetual cycle. And I tried all of the different things to, to solve for it. So I went to a therapist, I went to a sleep therapist. I tried Calm, I tried Sleepio, did CPT. I tried 
having loads of alcohol to knock me out. I tried like no alcohol, I tried caffeine, no caffeine, like you name it, like anything that I was trying that seemed obvious to me. Um, hypnotherapy as well. And in the end, you know, I went to the doctor and he gave me sleeping pills. I never took them because I didn't really think that that was like, a solution to my problem. And as desperate mm. as I was, like I know that I can't just live on sleeping pills. Anyway, after like almost six months, so five and a half months, I have dinner with a friend. And she literally says to me, have you been to see a dietitian? And I was like, no, why would I do that? And she's like, well, it sounds to me like you might have a brain health problem. And I learned that a dietitian is essentially a nutritionist that is medically trained and deals with sick people. Whereas obviously nutritionists tend to deal with healthy people. So I went to this dietitian and like after just telling her what I tried over the last six months, she just diagnosed me in literally a minute and told me that I had brain health deficiencies that she could sort out very fast. And she prescribed me DHA, omega-3 supplements, B vitamin complex and blueberry extract. And the reason for the blueberry extract was it's an antioxidant. Um, it cleans out your lymphatic system whilst you sleep, which didn't mean anything to me then, but does now. Frankly, I was just like highly skeptical because I've never, never been a supplement taker maybe mm. the odd vitamin C, but that's kind of it. So I went to Planet Organic and I bought these supplements. It cost me 120 pounds for the three bottles for a month, which was outrageous, but also cheaper than a lot of the things I've been trying. And I started taking them. And within literally a week, I was sleeping like a baby. Um, my mind was blown away. So like I had my first proper night's sleep. I slept at about 5 a.m. Then I had my second night's sleep. I slept at 7 a.m. And that was really the starting point for me, like using, I guess, entrepreneurial instincts there. I did what I do, which is I started nerding out big time. I started reading science papers on all things to do with nutrition and mental health. So it was really interesting to me because it was like none of the science was saying that this is a catch-all, right? Like if your partner dies and you get depressed, it's not like you can take some supplements and be like, great, feel better. Like yeah. life happens. There's no one saying that nutrition or supplements is the cure to these things. It's the contrary, is that there's literally no one out there saying that actually these things are not only really helpful, but the science says that they have a, an enormous part to play up to, again, Daniel Arman thinking here, but up to 50% of our mental health and mental performance issues or considerations, whichever like language you want to use, uh, depending on where you are in your life, can be impacted by the nutrients you're putting into your body. It's completely mind-blowing and something that anecdotally and something that I really worry when you know men and women who are constantly being bombarded by like latest diets fads all for aesthetical reasons you know when I was at school for example eating disorders were almost contagious like somebody got an eating disorder and it was really easy to kind of like oh maybe I should do that as well and little did we realize how much we were affecting our brain and the ability to concentrate. And I just think this conversation over, you know, nutrition and how we're feeling, like it really is so underexplored and yet can be the reason for so much of our experiences at the moment. It's one of those things that is, is, it's really odd because we do trust doctors and so we should, and we trust psychologists and so we should, and we trust psychiatrists. And so we should, there's nothing wrong with that. But, nutritionists and there's lots of different problems which I like I just come at it from a personal perspective like I have a relative amount of, of mistrust for stuff I see on social media mm. so my issue with nutritionists is like well everyone is a nutritionist according to Instagram <laughs> and like yeah. my business partner Joel literally just for the sake of it to make a point did a like became a qualified nutritionist over a weekend wow he's very studious and smart don't get me wrong but like the point being he did it as like more as a point 
being a dietitian, which I hadn't heard of, right? Everyone's had a nutritionist because there's a lot of them, but being a dietitian, you know, you've got to study like medicine in the NHS for four years. And then mm. you specialize in food and nutrition. So the very, very specialized thing, but most people wouldn't go to get information from a dietitian. They get it from a nutritionist. And it's just a wider problem that we're not saying to medical professionals who do training, this is the brain as a whole. And these are the things that could impact mental health and nutrition's a big part of it. So you guys should all be learning about it as well. So these things are really siloed. And that's why I had the personal experience of what did I do? I went to see a psychiatrist. I went to see a sleep therapist. I went to a normal therapist. I did all of the things like, hey, you guys are mental health experts. I'll go to you guys. The dietitian was the last person because I was like, well, I'm right with my body. Thanks. Why would I go to you for Mm. my brain? So when we think about brain care, which is essentially a term we made up on purpose, we spent the first year trying to communicate what we're doing to people. Whenever I said mental health, people are very defensive. Mm. So mental health to people, and I can't take that back from people, right? This is a societal thing. People think mental health is just um, if you have a problem, like I have a mental health problem. But like mental health, like normal health, like physical health is like good and bad. It's like, where are you on a spectrum? You're either having good mental health or bad mental health and curable mental health or incurable mental health. You know, it's just like so broad, but it's irrelevant because people just hear mental health and think that you're referring to dealing with a problem. That was something that we really learned fast. So vitamins for your mental health, not good. Not not something that we should be approaching. So much negative connotation, really missing the point. Then we started talking about brain health and mental well-being. But like brain health and mental well-being is quite the mouthful. And so people really didn't get it. And then we also learned that people really didn't get brain health. Like brain health doesn't really mean much to people either. In fact, the only people who really got brain health were people that were like over 50 and were thinking about cognitive decline was kind of what made people think about brain health. It like had Alzheimer's annota- uh, connotations. Mm. So we're like, okay, that doesn't work. And then one day, literally, we were thinking about what we're doing, the products we're making, what purpose they serve. And our company values. So one of our company's value is care without compromise. And we're like, it's interesting. It's like all the stuff that we do is about taking care of your brain. Um, mm. We noticed that these amazing categories, skincare, hair care, nail care, oral care, these are all like care industries that do an amazing job of explaining to consumers, like whilst they're young, but at any age, like you and me, a little bit each day goes a long way. So this is not like a drastic plaster for a problem. This is like, if I want my skin to not wrinkle when I'm older, I apply moisturizer every day. That self-care element is really the way to solve like a lot of these issues and certainly to slow down some of those problems. So if they exist for your skin, your teeth, your nail, your hair, where's your brain? Like Mm. that's your most important organ. Why aren't people thinking about it? And like part of the reason, obviously, out of sight, out of mind. So it's in your head, not on your face. So... Mm. You know, we are driven by vanity as much as anything. So, you know, it takes a certain type of person to be consciously thinking about how to look after your brain. But that's really where the idea of brain care came from. We literally just stole it from basically skincare um, and thought it made sense. And actually, ever since we did that, you know, people really get it, like they cotton onto it. Absolutely. I mean, I think that going back to the nutrition point, because I think that's kind of where the least conversation in this area has been focused on. And it's interesting because 
the biggest difficulty with the mind, the brain in general is that we can't see it. So skincare or, you know, like physical healthcare, you kind of get pretty instantaneous results or definitely after like quite a short period of time. But obviously we can't necessarily tell we can obviously, I mean, it sounds like you had a dramatic result in terms of being able to sleep, but on the whole, it, there's kind of more of a gradual improvement. What, what have you found in your research and like, and observing the course of your, your supplements, what have you found the results to be and how long does it usually take for, you know, your brain to start kind of feeling substantially different when you've actually given it all the nutrients it needs to work at its best? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and you know, of course, everyone's different and, and COVID and all of these things, right? So different people taking them at different times will make a difference as well. The, the scientific answer is that within three months, you should be feeling the benefits. And depending on what your personal manifestation is, is so for example, if you're struggling with something that is a mood related or brain related issue, so let's say that you're struggling with sleep, it's very likely that within three months, you will be um, sleeping much better. But that's, just, that's what the science says. The reality is um, people that are struggling with something quite chronically, and that could be sleep, that could be anxiety, they'll usually feel the impact inside a month. So, and we notice this a lot from our customers because they tell us, anecdotally, people who actually have diagnosable mental health problems as well. So now I'm talking about things like, or me mental health conditions more, I should say, like ADHD, bipolar, things like that, those people feel an impact very quickly. And again, this is an anecdotal thing, but they, they tell us. And the most common feedback that we get is in people writing to us about the impact. If it's like within two weeks of them starting, it's usually that they've got a pre-diagnosed mental health condition or actually, interesting, they're vegan. Vegan and sometimes vegetarian. That's the most common at the speed at which it will make an impact. Now, one of the reasons for that is, you know, if you're on a restrictive diet, like plant-based, and I am myself, by the way, so I'm not like slacking it off, I'm just saying it as a scientific <laughs> fact, like any, any diet is restrictive. If your caveman diet is restrictive, if your vegan is restrictive, any diet that's like, you know, not eating some of everything is still restrictive. So I, I do it as a personal environmental choice, but you know, there are downsides for my brain in that. It's very common, for example, it's very hard to get DHA omega-3 in a vegan diet. So you need to get it from algae, which is where ours is sourced for in our products. Those are the very common ones where people feel an impact within two to three weeks. The official party line is in, within three months because that's what the science says. And then we actually just did, which is quite unconventional for a, a company in our space, we just did a literally a blood, a blood trial where we measured the before and after of people. So we had vegans and omnivores. And so we had like a really good mix of a group there. The most interesting thing in our finding was every single person in our trial, both vegan and omnivore groups, were deficient in B1, B3 and B6. Why that's interesting is because you, you often hear that vegans are deficient in B12. So vegans are always recommended to supplement B12. But actually, no one talks about B1, B3, B6 because... The way that nutrition science works is we don't pay money in society to measure and update the science for healthy people. And it, uh, National Health England, Public Health England rather, um, the party line is everyone is at optimal levels of those nutrients. But actually 100% of people that we tested for were deficient in all of those nutrients. Yes, it was really, really interesting because it's like counter to the public discourse. You know, it'd be a bit like if we discovered that people are deficient in vitamin D. 
the reality is we already know people are deficient in vitamin D. That's why Public Health England say everyone should take vitamin D supplements in the winter. And now for COVID, it's like 100% of the time. Wow. It's kind of finding. So we then tested them again after taking heights for um, six months in this particular trial. Um, and everyone was at optimal levels. So we know that the product works, which is really important. But also was surprising to us was finding or unearthing a surprising fact. Yes, definitely. I recently had a blood test done, actually, and it was probably one of the most valuable pieces of data I have had on my health in absolutely years. And as a consequence, got quite a personalized plan. And so I just really love your 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 points on yes, trust these experts, but also keep your wits about you, like keep being curious and don't just totally believe public discourse because in a way public the public discourse isn't moving fast enough to scientific discoveries as you're proving, Dan. Look, the reality is like, you know, for anyone listening to this, like you you trust me, we built a personal relationship, but of course the listeners, you know, I'm I'm just an opinion. Um, I'm not saying that my word is gospel. I'm on a journey understanding brain care as much as anyone else. And, you know, I think it is important to stay curious. And for me, you know, there's not quite a question you asked, but it's interesting, like the, the job for me with wellness and well-being is to constantly be curious about how to improve my well-being. Now, I want to, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I, I hire a team and I work hard and I'm very much uh, what else can I do to add to, like, if it doesn't hurt me, um, what else can I add to my stack to give me the best chance of feeling great and of thriving? And that's very much my attitude. But, you know, I totally understand as well that there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, there's um, a lack of information out there as well. And it can be really confusing. So, you know, it's really interesting the way that we see heights and always have. It's a bit of a weird one, but like we sort of see ourselves like Endgame as like a media company. So we want to make learning about brain care really cool. Like we want to make it interesting. We want to make the best products that you can take. We want to serve you the best scientific information. Like all the content we write always links back to the scientific sources. We're not about sharing opinions. We're about sharing facts, but we're about sharing facts in a fun way that encourages people to make more conscious efforts of thinking about well-being where their brain is concerned. Because like at the end of the day, if you take care of your most important organ first and foremost, everything else does fall into line. I'm not here to make miracle promises to people. We're not selling a limitless pill. We actively discourage people from that kind of thinking. Like we're not that brand and that brand does not exist, but we don't like to lie to anyone. But I do like to think that people that embark on a journey with heights are starting an awesome journey of self-discovery with brain care. And these things take you on a personal journey of starting to feel better because you become intellectually curious in yourself. And that's important. Do you sell worldwide or how can people find you so we sell globally and people can find us at yourheights.com and for me the job is just beginning like i'm so i'm so excited about it and i'm constantly uh learning more about the impact that nutrition can play in the space and there are not enough people speaking with true credibility and authenticity about some of these issues and I think it's like super important to um, have people like yourself that provide not just passion, because you have a lot of passion, but dedication too, to like uh, finding out credible, honest, hardworking and worthy people to trust in this space can get quite murky. There's a lot of 
a lot of misinformation on social media and it is really hard to trust and you know your brain is your most important organ so don't trust anyone with it I love that point and such a great one to finish on because that should be hopefully the next warning Instagram puts out, which is kind of question the content that you're reading um, Mm. about the most important subject. I will put all the links to Dan in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much just for sharing such insight in the power of nutrition on the brain and something that we should really evaluate for ourselves because as you said it can go so unnoticed for so many years and actually no one needs to be struggling as much as they are in all aspects so thank you so much Dan for coming on and um, and I can't wait for people to dive into the content you create and also the product you create it's brilliant thanks so much Fox it's been a massive pleasure Thank you for listening. It would be a huge support if you wouldn't mind rating, subscribing and sharing this podcast. I also would love to hear from you. So please find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram, DM me and I would love to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we discuss. Download Happy Not Perfect, my app that's designed to boost your mood and help you sleep and give you mindfulness in less than five minutes. It's packed full of science-backed tools and rituals to give your mind the care it needs. Sending lots of love and energy. See you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.